Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Boko Talk Podcast. I am Fifi, this is your girl Aisha, and today we have a special guest. We've got Dunstan in the building. Yo, 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 yo. Thanks, so guys, man. we've got a lot of things to talk about today. We're going to, you know, get into some real nitty gritty stuff. And I'm just going to jump in if that's cool with you, Aisha. Yeah, go ahead. So Dunstan is a special guest today because he's going to talk to us about some things in the community which, you know, some people like to talk about, but I feel like he's a, a big elephant in the room. I feel like a lot of people know about it. Sometimes they talk about it, sometimes they don't, but awareness is being raised more and more every day. So we are going to get into it. Dunstan, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and, you know, yeah. Okay, cool. So my name is Dunstan. Um, I'm Syrianian. I'm Creo. Um, I yeah, am no, also... <laughs> <laughs> she had to do it. <laughs> That's it, it's fine. Um, yeah, I'm Solanian and I work as a research governance facilitator and I also have sickle cell. So that's why I'm on the pod to talk about sickle cell, what it is, how it affects us, and yeah, just ask answer any questions you guys might have about it. Cool. Amazing. So, can I ask, like, you know, this might be an ignorant question, so guys, please don't fight me for this. But you know that sickle cell, is it something that, you know, you, you, you just get from birth, or does it come? Yeah, so sickle cell is a genetic disorder, so it's from birth. So one parent will have the trait, and another parent will have the trait. Or maybe one parent has sickle cell, and the other parent has the trait. So basically, you can't get sickle cell as a baby, as a child, if none of your parents have the trait. So if both parents have the trait, then there's a 25% that your child will have sickle cell. So that was my case. So both my parents had the trait. They didn't know they had the trait. Then they had me and it's like, oh crap, Dunstan's got sickle cell. Um, Because that was the 25%. And then if someone like me who has sickle cell gets with someone that has the trait, there's a 50% chance that the offspring will have sickle cell. If I get with someone that doesn't have sickle cell at all, then they'll only get the trait. And the trait is like harmless, but having sickle cell, definitely not. Okay. So I actually um, came across Dunstan at an event last year, TSS, right? TSS, I can't remember what it stands for, you know, the... The Sound of Sickle. The Sound of Sickle, that's it. So I went to that event with my friend last year and Dunstan was one of the speakers. And it was just amazing to um, hear your story and two of the other um, guys' story as well, just about like, you know, how you deal with it, how you deal with um, with a crisis. And we'll get onto that later if you don't mind as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was really nice to just get a bit more insight on how not only, you know, you experience having you know sickle cell but someone if someone doesn't have sickle cell how they can also help as well so one of the initiatives was to you know give blood and you know make that a thing as black people seen as you know we're the ones that you know can get it the most on the day i was able to find out my um blood type which is a negative something like that so i've been trying to give blood i have because it's it's a proper thing for me so i went in february yeah I booked my appointment and everything, went to the like center and I couldn't do it because I found out that I'm, I'm actually anemic. My iron is like way too low. So like, no, you're going to have to build that up before, you know, you think about giving blood. So like, um, it will get on to like, um, you know, the, like the crisis and, you know, more about that. But in terms of giving blood, like let's get that out of the way that like, how can someone that doesn't have, give, um, that doesn't have sickle cell, how can they help? So that's probably like one of the main ways because I think one of the things that I hate is when people are just like, oh, I feel so sorry for you. Um, if there's anything I could do, let me know. And then I say, okay, well, give luck. <laughs> and then they're kind of like, oh, about that. I'm a bit scared of needles. I don't have time. Those are like the common reasons that I hear and stuff like that, which is fair. I mean, we're all busy people. Um, but I think give blood, giving blood is probably the best way because one, most people think that, say, for example, if I needed blood, they can just say, oh, here, take my blood and I can take it. But it doesn't work like that. It's not that simple. They have to, like, treat it. They have to, like, make sure it wear a match. So, like, how you said you're A negative. I'm AB positive, so I can't take your blood, for example, because it's not a match. Um, 
And also, like, my mum is, like, being negative, so I'm guessing my dad is A something, so I can't take a match from either of them. It has to be from someone that is completely compatible. And I think people don't really get that point. They just think, oh, yeah, take blood, blood is blood, whatever. Um, it isn't. So in terms of how to sign up and give blood, I guess in the UK, um, the best way is to go to the website. So I think it's blood.co.uk, and you can yeah. sign up and answer any questions that they might have. Um, and then you go to the donor center and they do the checks. So they check your irons, make sure that you're okay. And the reason why they said no is because if they take blood from you, you're most likely gonna pass out and faint and that's not what they wanna do. So they do all the checks to make sure yeah. like you're healthy. So yeah, that's one of the best ways I think. And also just speaking about it. So like there are people that can't donate, um, which is like, and it's weird because even though we need more black people to donate, it tends to be black people that have like anemia I know people joke about it on the TR, like about uh, <laughs> get really triggered because, like, bro, yeah. I'm living with it. <laughs> it's proper issues, but um, like, if you can't donate, then work. Think about encouraging others to donate in your place. So that's kind of why I do what I do because I can't take like, I don't need blood transfusions, thank God. Um, but I know loads of other people that do, so it's like, I'm trying to get blood for them, not even for myself at the minute, just for them to make sure that they can receive that blood transfusion because it's a way that helps people with sickle cell like in terms of treatment because if you if you imagine I guess we need to go back a bit so what sickle cell does is that sickle cell is like everyone's born with two hemoglobin genes um but with sickle cell both of them are faulty so like hemoglobin is what makes your blood cells and your red blood cells and makes them healthy but with sickle cell they change shape into like a sickle shape and it blocks your veins and then you get these painful crises which are known as crisis okay. and um the reason why you need a blood transfusion is because your blood is so bad that you need help from someone else so you need a match and when that match when you have that match it literally takes out all of your blood and puts in other blood from the donors and then you're like you can live an almost normal life wow it's mad because like i was um i was on the tl the other day as well and i don't know if you guys saw it but there was a girl that posted a video of her in hospital and she was recording, she was being basically recording herself while she was having a crisis, a crisis, right? And the pain that she was going through, I was just thinking maybe if more of us gave, like the people that are able to, you know, give up, maybe she won't be going through that. So like, guys, like we really do need to make this a thing. Like we're, we're at the end of the day, we're helping our own. Mm. So, yeah, um, a blood boy, and I'm so sorry for that. There's no doubt. But when I did the um the survey online, cause I did try. Yeah, people were saying stuff like, "Do you drink? Do you do this?" And it's like, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't like stop you from doing it. Doesn't that. stop I think, it. No, it's just like a health. It's kind of like a health screener. Like, oh, do you drink? Like, obviously, you can't donate blood if like your your blood is full of alcohol in it. But if it. <laughs> <laughs> <Look at your head. laughs> I'm sure you oh, hate alcohol most of the time. So oh, on those wow. days, oh, on those days, I will give blood. However, so, so you need to like, I cannot. <laughs> so you need to like kind of be healthy, somewhat healthy as well. Yeah, like, I'm not even trying to make an excuse or nothing here, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can do it because I have always said I wanted yeah. to do blood. It's definitely on my list of things I want to. We'll do it together, man. Yes, this is the thing. I'm just, I'm just afraid of what could come. You know, you know, you're scared. Not scared of me, yeah. Not scared oh. of anything. But you, you don't want to go there and come and find out something about yourself. Yeah, no. Do you know what I mean? I heard that. I, I I'm gonna do it. No, but I'm gonna do it because God, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it for real. No, I'm yeah. gonna do it. No, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna do it. I'm gonna make sure that I work on my iron. So you lot can see it because it's <laughs> not just me talking the talk, right? Because understand this as well. Like you said, people are scared of needles and things that I will testify to say I am absolutely petrified. But sometimes you gotta get over some stuff. So I'm gonna document it, right? Ash is gonna go with me. We're gonna take. Yeah, we're gonna do it, man. Take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it. No, because it needs to be done. Really, truly, it needs to be done. And like you said, it takes one person to start, next person go on, etc., yeah, etc. Et and if it's expect, if it's affecting just mainly our community, which is true, because we was talking about this before we started to record. Um, I personally, I've lost people through sickle cell, and I know. I think my mum's she she's got the trait. 
Luckily, yeah, my dad didn't. So, yeah, depending on how yeah. circumstances could have gone, yeah, it might have been yeah. me in this position. Do you know what I mean? So, I guess you know, we all need to be clever. I like. think we're in a position where it's like we're fortunate to know, yeah, because our parents they were just well, my they they kind of just you know, and yeah. now we're kind of like we can make decisions like, oh, do you have the trait? Oh, do you have this? Oh. You know what's your blood type that kind of thing and you can make those decisions before you even start dating or falling in love mm. i was actually gonna ask you a question i was definitely gonna yeah. get into trait trait dating like i know it sounds mm. mad no but it's the truth because yeah i don't even mean to like go off topic but i was there was not talking like that not talking at all like that but there was my friend that we was discussing and he was like yeah i went to go get thing he checked out today and we're just talking about like relationships and he's always dissing me because you know love life's a shambles but there's no point so he was talking about yeah this is what i'd want rah 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 and i was like oh okay that's good like well what would put you off and he was like oh i need to find out like if the girl's got you know the trait or you know what i mean because i don't want our kids to go through that and i actually remember like years ago my friend he was going out with this girl and it was together for ages that when i said to you like Drunk and love type ish, like, and they literally broke up because they both found out that you know if they have kids, their, their kids are most likely gonna have kids. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's nice to know that we're a bit more cautious about it because yeah. imagine going out with somebody knowing this is it, this is the love of my life, you know, for years and years, and actually you you really don't want to put your kids through that, so you're just gonna take and just decide, you know, this is not gonna work out. I was gonna um. I'm literally just like to piggyback off that as well. Like you mentioned that, so both of your parents had the trait or both of them actually had sickle cell, have sickle cell, right? Just the trait, not the four-blown. So So if you've got the trait, like you don't need symptoms. Okay. Okay, because I was going to be like, you know, like growing up, did they kind of like face any... Um, you know, health conditions or health issues and stuff or stuff like that. Like, for the, was there maybe some sort of like idea that maybe they could have something? You know, that's one thing I was just I was just wondering. But obviously now you're able to like um, you know, check these things out. Because I was asking my mum like, do I have like you know the trait or anything like that and she was like no because it's more than likely that you would it's something that you would know from birth but that's because in the UK or, or you know I guess in western you know the western world this is something that they can tell you from birth so did your parents like ever tell you like how you know how that came about is it something that they were just completely unaware of or yeah so funny enough like just to pick up on a point before um, I know someone who has a type of sickle cell where they didn't get any pain crises or anything like that, and they didn't find out until um, until they until they were nineteen. Oh, so wow. most of life, without even knowing that they have it. Um, but in terms of like my parents, they had no idea. Like I think back then, Sierra Leone you're just having fun, you come to England, you don't really, I think there's also a stigma in our culture about going to hospitals for like checkups and stuff, especially with men. So it's kind of like, no one's going to really check, oh, do I have any of this? Because kind of like, mm, I'm not trying to like, what Fiona said about, I'm not trying to find out something that, you know, I was living my life without knowing now, all of a sudden I know. So parents have that mentality as well, like, yeah, I'm not trying to go to the hospitals, let's just do what we need to do kind of thing. Mm. Um, which is why we're kind of in a position now where it's like, Mm. let's have these discussions let's have it early and with like the relationship thing that you said I think for me I was always like running away from people that had trait because it's like there's no way we can have like kids naturally in terms of like you know just having sex and hoping that you know half of them might not get it half of them might get it or whatever because that's just I don't want anyone in that position again but there are alternatives in terms of like um, IVF so you check you do IVF and then you do pre-genetic screening which is like you check to see if the egg has sickle cell or just the trait and then you insert the egg that doesn't have the sickle cell but that's like that's complex and expensive so Mm. most people don't do that most people just try to do it the simple way and avoid I was going to say it's 
it's really I liked how you touched on the fact that you know our generation like our parents generation they really it's only now that they've started to really pick up this whole you feel it's hard to go to the hospital and get things mm. checked out and because like even this is a bit off topic but um as people know already like you know I lost my pops like in 2018 and I remember when he first got diagnosed with um he had cancer when he first got diagnosed I remember all his friends came around and we was just urging them to say like why are you not going to the hospital to get checked out for just little things and in doing that that's when people just started to realize you know more and more like well um started to realize more and more that actually you need to go and get checked out for more it's becoming more normal now than it was before but even at that like think about Sierra Leone yeah why wasn't they going back to go to the hospital to get these things checked out? Was it an expensive thing? Was it money? Was it, you know, awareness? What was it? That's that's something I would like to understand because... It's probably know. something that they don't have that much education on in Sierra Leone. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe, like, the, the basic things that they're able to treat out there is probably, like, you know, malaria or you know the flu or maybe something that's a bit more visible you know like you can't i, mean, I so, think maybe because you can't actually i said it's funny that you said the malaria point because um i was reading i was reading up a little bit about what's happening in Sierra Leone in terms of like sickle cell and basically what happens is a lot of people think that it's malaria not sickle cell that that's the issue wow. um so they get confused between the two and it's like that's kind of scary because those are two completely different well not completely different but two crazy different situations and like one a lot of people with sickle cell in Sierra Leone don't actually make it um because of misdiagnosis and because like you know the treatment isn't as great but again like I'd love to get to know more which is one of the things I want to do get to know more about what the healthcare is like in Sierra Leone um because I know from experience like from my family's experience like when people enter the hospital, like a lot of people don't come out, and it's a bit scary. Honestly, you know you should, I forget it, about it situation, you know. No, but you know what I heard it is. I heard it's not even like. Well, correct me, guys, in the comments when you're listening to this. Don't fight me about it. Educate us, but because you know, you know, you have to do disclaimer, bro. No, but it's true. But for real, because you know what? <laughs> That's them. Some of them have attacked us. Yeah, so they, 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 they attacking us. So. On this podcast in about Cerulonia, just to make you lot know, don't attack us, educate us yet, right? We're just gonna say what we are aware of. We don't know, but yeah, um, I'm just saying that now because for to my case, man. Anyway, <laughs> no, honestly, um, I heard that it's more so the aftercare. It's not actually the the treatment. It's it's how they they look after you afterwards, and a lot mm. of people dying because of because of um, not because of the the. Let's say someone goes for surgery, yeah? So my granddad, like, he went for surgery in the hospital, right? Um, from my understanding, it was more the aftercare than that. So it's, it could be things like, you know, when you're in the hospital, obviously they have to move you around from, so you don't get bed sores or, like, you know, blood clots, like, making sure they're thinning your blood because you're not moving around and things like yeah. that. That's what is more so killing people than the actual... Obviously, I'm not saying misdiagnosis isn't one of them. It probably is. But... I do think the aftercare is is the issue more so than and and how they're being treated. From what I've understand, I have a friend out there actually who's turned out to be a doctor, and he he goes to me that he got really annoyed because when they asked him in relation to like you know certain crises corona, that you know a lot of people are just not willing to do it because of because of the the environment around it. You know they they're not. It's just not up to scratch. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not appreciated, which I understand is definitely it's way better here. But you know this whole clapping for the NHS thing, performative. So it is, it is because mm. you know there's more to it. NHS they work hard. These nurses they work hard. The doctors they work hard, and then the appreciation of it. So to think that that's probably where it is as well. People probably are frustrated, and our frustration they they're doing things that are not in the right mindset. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And that's horrible because that's people's lives you're playing with. It's not a joke. I just, I just think as well, like, um, at, at the same time, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that you said this, by the way, it's, it's actually not even their fault, you know? Like, yeah. for being, like the hospitals, it's not actually their fault because realistically, yeah. they're supposed to get funding from, I'm not going to go into it because we've spoken about this, Fiona. 
but they're supposed to be getting funding from a particular um something something in Sierra Leone. That's the everywhere only go, way. Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, healthcare system is is flawed because the people are overworked and underpaid and unappre- unappreciated. But in Africa, it's like times a hundred. Yeah, do you know what? Let's we're not going to signalize it. Let's just say all over the world, yeah, in in their own different ways, right? Yeah, in different ways. Some more than others. They're unappreciated. They're overworked. And with that being said, they're doing a job that they're no longer passionate about, and they're going into work and they're they're performing of a quality that they feel like is enough for what they're getting for it. But you mm. see that, yeah, it's not like a retail job. I'm, I can go into the shop floor, yeah, blag the whole day, sell In one pair of shoes and talk to one person and I'm blagging it, I've got my money. It doesn't matter. Do you understand? If the person mm-hmm. don't like the shoe, I can sell a really ugly shoe to a woman, do you get it? And make her feel... I don't care, do you get it? Because it's shoes, right? But going into a healthcare workplace, yeah, and not... You know what I mean? Yeah. So it has to go yeah. hand in hand. It has to go hand in hand. Like, yeah. It just has to do. But they are. Ah, it's it's mm. worrying. Yeah. What I say to you every time I go here yeah, abroad, right? Not only do I buy my travel insurance, even though everybody's like, "Why do you buy travel insurance?" Okay, yeah, cool. Because when it happens to you, yeah, you have travel insurance. Your pattern is not pattern. Don't call me because I don't understand what five pound is. What's five pound? It's ten pound. Like, just buy it. Yeah. One. But me, every single time I go, I pray to God Almighty, let me not fall sick. <laughs> yes. Now go and then I come back. If I'm going to be sick, <laughs> let it be okay. when I come home. <laughs> because it's uh, it's a myth, you know. Like you really have to be careful. Um I've just got I've got a question, yeah. Um so oh gosh, I hope it hasn't left my head. That's it. So we've spoken about like, you know like the facts about sickle cell and and all of that and and like your background with it can you like talk us through the myths as well like just so people know okay this isn't this is not true you know about sickle just to get more of an understanding like we know the facts now but Mm. to hear like the myths and stuff would be great as well yeah yeah. i think i think one of the myths that i've been hit with is that can i catch it Mm. no you cannot, you're not, you can't, like, you cannot catch it. Um, I cannot touch you and you get sickle cell. I cannot have sex with you and you have sickle cell. It's just, it's, you cannot catch it. I think that's one of the things, because genetic is inside, like, you can't catch it. Um, another one is, I remember when I was really young, and you know how, like, your mum has ops sometimes? So, like, you get those aunties that be giving you that. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds just like Fiona. No, what? What is? What is <laughs> that's exactly what you were saying. He said, "You know when your mum has ops, like." <laughs> yeah, because we was making ops. You don't oh, sit and pretend yet, like it's not possible every day. Nah, nah, it's true. Now the ops are the ops consistently, and you don't want to ops because you don't want to mess with the ops. Because when you mess with the ops, the ops are plotting against you. So just be careful. That's true, man. Bruh. <laughs> I love that. And then. I think because she knew that sickle cell, but she hadn't seen me in years because obviously my mum's like sheltering me from all these guys or whatever. And then the shock on her face, yeah, it was like she just saw someone that was dead that was walking. Like she she came me over and she was like, wait, don't you have sickle cell? I was like, yeah. She was like, no, you turn up still. I was like, yeah. So there's like so much, like I don't know why people think that. It's cheap. It's very cheap, you know. Exactly. Like she's actually what she's to be laying on the floor. Do you know what I mean? So oh I think that's God, one I'm of the stereotypes. The people just think, "Wow, like you have to be I think that's one of the main typical ones. What else do people say? Um, I think yeah. I think it's just the. I think one of the things as well, like in terms of back to healthcare, is like people tend to think that we're like drug addicts because um, we're always asking for more medications or painkillers. So, like, for me, if I ever, whenever I go to hospital, I need, like, morphine. I need, like, the proper strong morphine, stuff. Um, yeah. I'll never forget in 2012, it was, like, my worst crisis, and I was, like, I was, like, yeah, I was, like, ready to check out of life because it was painful. And then got into hospital, and I went to A&E, and they gave me paracetamol. I was, like... I was like, God, you know what? Yeah, I tried, man. This life was this life was fun. Let's, you know, 
I'm I'm ready to check out. You whatever. shouldn't even have to be thinking like that. Right. It was it was crazy. I know that I'll never come back to hospital again. Then afterwards it got better. Like they moved me to like a black nurse and the black nurse was like, I'm so sorry you went through all of that. And she helped me through. And luckily my mum is a nurse as well. So she was like, no, this is wrong, whatever. So she she went through the whole complaint process and all of that stuff because yeah. cannot be giving me parents at more um in crisis like I can get that home like I only go to hospital if it's proper mm. I can't manage it like yeah. my painkillers aren't working so when they gave me that I was like yo so there's even within the healthcare system although like yes it's better in the UK or whatever or there's the perception that UK is great there's they still get it wrong often which is why I love this kind of like black Not movement at the moment raising awareness about these kind of things because they don't treat our pain like just like normal people really they're just like oh look at this drug addict look at this person that's screaming in pain like oh um why are they acting or why are they pretending so those are kind of the things that like you get hit with as well with sickle cell do you think that's because of the lack of information about the about the disease or do you think that is also because you're black because I've, I've kind of found out i kind of found that um when it comes to us as black people and showing pain in hospitals in that kind of setting it's like they seem to think that we're faking it or they seem to think that we we know how to handle pain so they end up doing stupid things like giving someone that's clearly having a crisis paracetamol so would you say that also plays a part as well oh yeah definitely i think i think it's definitely it's a lot it's a lot to be honest as in i was reading recently that some doctors in america they didn't they thought black people don't feel as much pain as white people. And these are like trained, trained doctors or nurses. So I feel like, again, it's so ingrained in these systems to like oppress us and to not believe in our, in our pain or whatever. They just had attached stigmas like, oh, look at this drug addict just crying for more med- medication. Oh, look, he's asking for more morphine. Like, And also, I think one of the things that I realised recently is like, how are doctors and nurses trained? Are they trained with like, a black mannequin for example are they trained with a white one like is there a difference does the color make a difference to how these people are trained so like I think one of the things I've noticed recently because I take my friends to give blood sometimes and sometimes they're like oh we can't find the vein or whatever and I was asking my mom because she's a nurse I was like is there a difference between like black and white in terms of like finding a vein and stuff and she was like well with white people you can see the green you can see all the colors or whatever but with black people obviously you can but you can still feel to find the vein yeah. But sometimes not everyone's trained to do that because it's like they just need to see it there and they're like, okay, yeah, find a way and take it. But with black people, they're not just, they're not used to it. Like I remember when I was in Spain and I had a crisis, I still have scars of where they used to find, where they tried to find like a vein. And it's like, whenever I come here and it's a black nurse where it takes like two seconds to find my vein because it's like, it's literally just there. But they struggled. They actually struggled. They had to call my mom to ask how to like treat me and stuff. So it's definitely about like raising awareness in the systems, keep talking about it, keep training our black kings and queens to like study medicate, study medicine. Cause like you said, we, they don't get paid enough. Like, is it even worth doing becoming a doctor if you're not going to get mm. the gratification for it? It's, it's so unfortunate because like, I completely hear what you're saying, especially at the end, like it's almost like, is it even worth it? And um, like Fee works in, you know, the NHS Fee so, um, field, sorry. So she sees it as well. Like they're not appreciated at all. But then at the same time, we need people that look like us in these systems or else stupid things like taking a thousand years to find a vein is going to happen. And we don't need you that. Don't, I'll, you know? I'll tell you what, yeah. Um, the vein thing gets on my nerves a lot because I've got small veins. I've got tiny veins in it. So I'm always bruised up. But that's why I barely go. To, you know my phobia is not it's not nice because oh, they'll be yeah. stabbing me up like no man's business now nah, you'll get over it though <laughs> you will I used to one time when I was younger I ran from a needle I ran but now I actually I just look at it like mm, take my blood well, <laughs> but yeah what I was going to say was um, with like the NHS is that yeah you're right they are um, there's so many black nurses doctors there's so many of them do you get it and mm. it, it really annoys me that you know they're not they're not feeling appreciated. Obviously, the like Asha said, yeah, I do work for the NHS, but fortunately, well, not fortunately, but unfortunately, I work for 
for, I work for, sorry, <laughs> I work for um, a mental health trust, didn't it? And, you know, since the rising of all this stuff that's been happening, more conversations are ha- coming around. I feel like, you know, it depends on who you're around as well. You, it depends on how open-minded people are around you, which is silly because they should be anyway. You can be open-minded about so many things, but you don't want to have these type of conversations. And it just it just gets on my nerves, you know, like, at the end of the day, like, what, what are you gaining from killing us? You get it, like... What are you gaining? I think I know that I sounds very raw, but what are you gaining? Like yeah. at the end of the day, with, especially with the whole pain thing, that like, someone's telling you they're in pain, you're not taking it on, yeah. Like you, we're all, we're all human, like you know what I mean. We're all human. Like why would I lie to you? Do you think I want to see? I I can imagine for you, don't sing yet. I think the I think for you, I don't know. I'm not telling you how whatever, but I can imagine what probably irks you the most is that do you not think I want to sit in this um, waiting room? For you people, for me to lie, like, what's wrong? I don't want to be here. Like, it's not like, my choice. It's dirty. It's not my choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. I'm sick. Do you get me? Like, I'm not sitting yeah. here because it's fashion. I'm, I'm not sitting here because, you know, it's popping. Somebody sent me a motive link. Like, I'm sick. I need you to look at me and say, yeah, this person's sick. Let me save their lives. The same energy you would have for just any other person of another colour. You understand? Yeah. I they think they just now. Why they can't look at your notes and say sorry to sorry to cut you? They should have known you enough to say why can't why can't they look at your notes and see okay cool morphine come and give you common paracetamol. It really irks me because it's very cheeky honestly. You know, do you know what it is? Do you know why it's irking me so much? Because obviously it's not in the same it's not in the same um, situation. Because obviously yours is sickle cell, but like, I even remember back in the day when I used to go, like go with my dad to the hospital. Like I had to like urge them to do certain things because I just used to be like. Mm. I don't even know what you lot do, and I know more. I know more about the processes than you lot. Yeah, like you yeah. can see the man, you can see he's not he's not in a good state, and you're still trying to pump other things in him. Can you yeah. go and find out what's going on? Like I will never. There was one time I actually got me so mad. I don't want to get into details, but I remember like he was supposed to go for treatment. Yeah. Now the treatment obviously has after effects, isn't it? You have to be of a certain. You have to be in a certain situation for you to be able to take it on and not really like deteriorate from it. I'm telling these people, this guy, he's not well. You can see he's not well. You're still trying to give him a thing. What's wrong with you? Because I had to go and make noise now. They finally went and did further tests to find actually he wasn't fit to do it and he's deteriorating even more. Yeah. And if it wasn't for that, how do we not know? That might have been it for him. Do you understand and what I'm another, saying? Yeah, no, that's another thing as well where like, I'm fortunate that my mum's a nurse because it's like, I can't fight my own battles when you're sick. Like when you're sick, you can't, you don't even want to talk. Like you're just trying to go through your, you know, your pain or whatever. But like my mom's there, fire wouldn't like give him this, give him that. Why haven't you done this? Blah blah blah. And it's so, like, I think that's another thing that we need to do is like when you find out someone's in hospital, go just go check on them, make sure everything's happening. Because I think the last time I was in hospital was like last year now, and I pressed the buzzer for like them to come with medication or whatever. They came, they were like, oh, what's wrong? I said, oh, I need more whatever. They went for like half an hour. They didn't come back. Oh. It was my friend that was like. Where, where is this nurse like trying to you know shake tables and that because it's like he pressed for medication you came he said yeah one second you've been gone for like half an hour like mm. what what's going on so really and truly you need to every minute any count, family like, what are you doing somebody's mm-hmm. telling you they're in pain i know you've got a lot on your pain. i'm not even trying to say like oh you lot ain't doing nothing because that's another thing as well maybe they, you, i guess from like I'm not talking, but just to say, like, you don't want him to feel like, you know, we're attacking you to say you lot are not doing anything. But if somebody's telling you, can you not? It's all in the notes, bro. I, I think it's kind of, I think it's like, I think it's two things, yeah? One of them being, some of them might feel like, oh, you know, we don't have enough of this or enough of that. So we can't, you know, we can't give him this. I'm not talking about you, I'm just saying in general, mm-hmm. like, just in whenever like we're in hospital but I think it is mainly that they just don't care I really do think it's that because I sometimes I'm just thinking if this was like a white girl or a white woman are you gonna tell me this you won't have any urgency for her that's a lie that's a lie you know that you definitely would be there you'd be making sure that she's fine and I feel like not only do they they think that it's like we have this pain that we can just we can withstand and you know our tolerance is high and all of that yeah i think 
it, they do that and then they also put us in the front line as well. I think they, it's like, it's like they really do think we're strong in every aspect that, oh, we can handle it. They can handle it, sorry. They can handle it. They're good. So like even with nurses, black nurses, they're the ones that are at the front line for this whole um, coronavirus situation. And many of them are dying. I'm not trying to say that, you know, white nurses or Asian nurses aren't dying. I know they are as well, but black people are really just dying left, right and centre from this disease. And the ones that are in the hospitals, the nurses, the doctors, they're going. They're, they're the ones that are being in, contact, in being in contact with the patients. Whereas, you, and then you will see videos of like white nurses and doctors, whatever, doing flipping TikTok videos. Like, I'm just thinking, what's, but like, what's, what's going on? Like, what's actually going on? I'm not trying to say you shouldn't enjoy your life, but we're definitely in the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know? You know and about that as well. Sorry yeah. Do you know what gets me mad about that as well? It's like, they, they put, it's like, they're confused as to why people are now making noise. Like, they ain't been making noise all this time. Not just because Corona's here. Do you understand? Like, and this is the whole thing about the performative stuff. Yeah, we're clapping for the NHS and that, but you're only doing you it because you some of your own white counterparts are even the ones that are, some of them are there. So let me do it because of, because if the whole, look how they were trying to deport and nurses and them look back. Do you understand? Look how they're trying to do them things there. It's shitty. Which, and honestly, Dunton, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I can only I can only imagine that these black nurses and doctors are the only ones that are going to be able to understand and relate to your illness the most. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Like, I'm relieved when I see a black nurse or a doctor. I'm actually relieved. Like, it's actually a relief. Like, okay, you get it. You understand. Um, and I'm very fortunate. Like, obviously, South London, there's loads of um black nurses and doctors very very fortunate but the stories I hear like outside of London or like not even outside of London in different areas I'm like yo I'm so blessed because um I probably would have checked out a long time ago the kind of treatment that some people are getting so it's just I mean like I said like this movement that's happening it's like it's come at a good time in terms of like it's been happening but now I feel like on all fronts we're trying to battle it whether it's health whether it's business whether it's you know what's happening in the corporate world and we just have to keep pushing it because people are dying and yeah. we've Literally. got to stand up for them and it's in it's in all it's so mad because it's in all aspects because like right now we're currently just seeing it as oh you know it's the, it's the police and and you know it's, it's police brutality but it's also in the healthcare system it's it's even in I could even say even in the um in the academic system as well because no, I was just there's 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 children that are um what's it called going to Riverside with these little white kids yeah and they get and those little white kids murdered them and no one cares about it do you know what I mean like so it's like in literally every system mm-hmm. we are dying it's have not even got, just one so all needs to be tackled yeah have you not read um Akala's book. The, no, I haven't. The Akala's book. He talks. He talks heavily about how the education system is is like oppressed him. Like consistently, had so many different teachers were just not allowing him to excel the way he should have because mm. of like you know his color. So yeah, it's a hundred, a hundred percent happened. And you know, listen, I I was a TA for a bit as well, and I will never forget there was one class like with these two boys. It was a boys' school, yeah. And like, you know, boys, like, little kids are dumb in it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. They just, <laughs> you say it like that. all the time. And you know, be like, as a PA, it's, it's hard because they do stuff that you really want to bust up and laugh at, and you just can't because yeah. that's you enabling it. But I swear, down, I, uh, I feel like that's why they was like, don't come back because that was just their stuff. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this particular class it really irks me because the lady yeah actually I thought she was alright but what really annoyed me was you got all these different like it was a very diverse because there was some black kids Albanian kids and white kids there was Asian kids it was very diverse you got all these boys in here yeah every single one of them is giving you back chat every single one of them is doing bare different issues. you got one kid over here throwing the table you got one kid that don't want to sit in his group then you got the two black boys in the back who are just chatting they're chatting too much yes but they're just chatting 
that energy you had for the little white kid that threw the table, but the energy you had for them two black boys annoyed me. When I say to you, it, oh, fam, I even called her one time. I said to her, I said, why do you keep talking to them like that? Because, yeah, fair enough, they're talking too much. They shouldn't be talking out of turn. That's fine. Just say to them, boys, can you keep it down? Because you're talking too much. And number two, if you knew it was that much of an issue, why you put them in the back of the class anyway? Put them yeah, but didn't you separate them and put them at the front? You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Then she was like, no, but you don't understand, whatever, cool. Then when, I, obviously, I got my notice to say, yeah, if you know, we're hanging up with something, whatever, I'm going to go. So I remember, like, the last lesson I had with them, I sat down and I was like, listen, come here. I was like, I'm telling you right now, everything, because the, when I say to you, they're so clever, like, they were mashing all the tests, they were getting... 100% I was so like I felt so internally proud to get it so I was yeah. like you lot are smart yeah they was like yeah yeah but you know me she don't like me it's like you lot listen right you're smart do you want to know why it's going to be a struggle for you because you're black yeah understand this right everything you do moving forward I'm not saying don't you're not going to mess up you're going to mess up you understand but just try not to do it because it don't matter what you do yet if you come attack because just shush your mouth and just do your work you can talk at lunchtime because no matter yeah. what you're going to do, she's going to put things on you. See all them advocates, they can't do them. They, they, you can't do what they do. You can't. And they were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really peed me off because I just thought, oh, I wish I could go back there and just sit in the class for the rest of the year. Because mm-hmm. I know next year they're not going to have her. Do you understand? But I know for a fact she was not pushing them to be like where they should be. It was even a point where one of the kids, like, he, he, was, like, he answered the question, put his hands up. And I think she even called him a know-it-all one time. And I was like, no, what? he's clever. Oh. He's not know-it-all. He got it right. Give the boy his accolades. What is wrong with you? Does that even make sense? You I had in that class, and you know-it-all. I went up to her manager, I can't lie to you. And luckily, luckily, thank you, Jesus, the head of the department is a black guy. Who was one yeah. of the nicest black guy ever. I said, listen, I'm telling you, I'm not coming back here, innit? For, you know, what about the thing. He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you see, um, that teacher, I said, I'm not saying the boys don't talk in class, they do, but the energy that she has for them, and then it's a bit different, so you might want to look into it. And I believe in myself, he did. I don't know where these kids are now. I hope they will. I hope they're excelling in everything they do. But when I say it hurts me, I cannot go back into school. I can't do it. It's good. No, but it's good you did something rather than just. This is the thing like, when you see certain things, yeah, you actually have to actively well, do cool something. It like, out, man. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, so I saw this and da 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 da. Or go on Twitter and start tweeting about it. You need to actually do no. something. Like, even if it's not a big, grand thing, that what you've done, Fiona, yeah, at least you lit a match to something. It annoyed me, man. Yeah. I hate that because I know, I know who I was in school as well. Do you get me? Like, I wasn't the best student, I was naughty. But that's not the point. I'm clever. I am clever. And if it wasn't for certain teachers that actually saw that in me, and like, imagine like certain teachers that were putting me up, they will take me out of class and make me do the work in their class. I'd rather do that anyway, because that teacher's like moving mad. But if it wasn't for those teachers, where would I be now? Do you get it? What was you going to say, Dancer? Sorry, I cut you. No, it's all right. I was going to say like, no, shout out to the black teachers because, and teaching assistants, because you don't know like the effect that you have. that little conversation that you had will probably like last with them for a good majority of their period. So don't don't ever underestimate how much you can do in like someone's life. Like in year five and six was the first time I had two black teachers, and both of them were Syrianian. And I'm telling you, those lucky. Two oh. Years, two years, <laughs> oh wow! It was crazy. It was crazy. Miss Wood Anderson and Miss Nicole Dundas, like shout out them because. One, um, growing up with sickle cell, you feel like nobody else has it, like it's just you, because nobody really talks about it. And within our culture, it's always like, uh, everyone keeps everything to themselves, you know, like, mm. don't talk about, mm, don't talk your business, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But with those two teachers, one of them, when I had a crisis in class, she literally sat down and like spoke to me like, oh, you know, like I've got a sister or whatever that has it. You know, it's hard, but blah, blah, keep going. You're doing so well in school. Just keep going. Don't let it hold you back, that kind of thing. And then she'll say stuff in Korea. I'll be like, uh, okay, yeah, I know what that means. But I didn't. It was like, you know them proverbs? So you're like, okay, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, having those two teachers in your five and six was like, it was wild because I didn't appreciate it back then. It was like, I mean, you're in your five and six. Like, what's there to appreciate about that? But looking back, I'm like, nah, having those two teachers, really had like a massive impact in me because I was like so appreciative of like the little things that they told me and to keep me going and kind of thing. So yeah man, shout out to black teachers and more of you. Yeah. No, black teachers really just 
I don't know what it is about them, yeah, but they really just, they make life a bit easier. Just a little bit easier in school. I think my, when I had my first black teacher, I think I might have been in secondary school. I don't remember primary school too tough, but I think it was secondary school. And my form tutor, actually, yeah, she was black, Miss Blackman. Mm. Um, and I had, I know, right? And I had a, like, I had a number of black teachers throughout my, you know, like my subjects and stuff like that. So that was amazing to have. And also, when I got to like, what, year 10 or year 11, we had a black club, guys. That, yes, we had a black club. We had a teacher called, oh, what is, I think it's called Miss, Mr. Mr. For Something. Mr. Fatuga. Mr. Fatuga, yeah. And he was like a socially conscious Muslim black man, you know, like he was really, you know, and he was a rapper too. So you never let really us forget you know that. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm going to show you videos after. Oh, my. He was like always, he was always for us, you know, and we really appreciated that. So one day in like year 10, yeah, it must have been year 10, he started a black club for the year 10s and the year 11s, yeah. So all of us like after school, we would just come together. He would teach us about like our history and stuff like that. It was, it was really good and it was fun. Like, you know, we had like, we used to eat food. Like we had our little graduation day, something like that ceremony, but nah. It rattled the other teachers. It really, really did. I remember there was a time where um, some of my friends, yeah, they was in their Spanish, like, I don't know, I think it was like a GCSE after school lesson or something like that. So we was like, oh, we need X, Y, Z. We need, I think her name was Tiffany, actually. I think, oh, we need Tiffany and whatever. So we're knocking on the door. We're being polite and everything and whatever. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to need Tiffany now because of our, you know, our um, Afro-Caribbean club, actually. We just used to call it Black Club. So we're trying to get her out of the lesson, but in a nice, polite way and whatever. And she's just moving mad. She's moving mad. Okay, granted, maybe she could have got some notice, but the way she was moving, it was very racist. So then after that, she made a complaint about Black Club. And then you know what happened, guys? They stopped it. Literally, Uh. that's what happened. So evil. Evil, like it's they can't see us. Have fun, like they don't want to do it. Can I tell you about the black teacher in my school? Listen, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the west. Listen, listen, yeah. I had a black mask teacher called Mr. Career. I said to God every time I see this guy, yeah. To this day, he's like, "Did you pass mask? Because I know you didn't." I hate him. I, I mean, I hate him in a lovable way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so done out here. Like, you know him, yeah. No, I think we had one Somali teacher called Mr. His name was like Abdi or something. No, his name wasn't Abdi. His first name was Abdi, but we weren't supposed to know that. Anyway, I don't know what happened to him. He was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Mr. Kareem. You weren't supposed to know that. <laughs> well, then, we weren't supposed yeah. to know that. You know, it was in like you ate. Mr. Kareem mm-hmm. was the one. Mr. Kareem, yeah, I feel like I was really the bane of his existence because this man was just always vexed, like, and it was just funny because... Obviously, in hindsight, I shouldn't have been laughing. You know, he had a strong accent. So everything was just dope. So, in that that class was done out here too. You know, like you got them. Got you got. Is that all the delinquents in like one class? What's <laughs> eight? No, eight. things happen, man. What's <laughs> <laughs> <So> eight? <laughs> it's alright. You can say it. Who's <laughs> just bad breed, like? But you know, it's yeah. Yeah. It, it's like he enabled it. You get it? Because. He like act like oh he was fed up with it, but I know he he liked the shit because it was just get teachers like that they love it deep down you know. No, he mm. loved it. Do you know I'll never forget there was one time because I had this friend called Haley. Big up Haley, love her so much. Haley's bare dopey man. Well, she was. So we never used to get mass in it. I'm not good at mass. It wasn't set free, so it wasn't that bad. So I remember Mr. Crew always used to say to me, "You're not, you're not. If you don't do well, I'm gonna put you in set four. So I was like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." Like, I didn't think he was gonna put this. Bro, one day I pulled up to class, yeah, even late. He was like, stand outside. I said, okay. So I went outside and he was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, what do you mean what am I doing here? Then he was like, you're in set four. Go to set four. I said, what? Really? <laughs> you didn't try. <laughs> no, wait, listen, listen. I went to set four, yeah. I went to set four. Hayley was there. So that Hayley was like, yeah, we're set four. I'm sitting in this class and I was getting annoyed because I was like, we're already done with this. I know all this. Don't get me mad. Um, after that lesson, I went back. I said, Mr. Crew, please take me back. He was like, if you don't do well, 
I'm calling your mom every week. This man was calling my mom every week, fam. Yeah. Then one day, um, after like school's done, I've finished, me and my mom was in Woolwich, yeah, getting petrol in it. Please tell me what I got at the time. I seen this for Korea. He was like, I know you haven't passed maths yet. I was like, well, hi to you too. What the hell? Like, but you mom, need that, you know. No, he's on a face. I actually did pass maths. That's the thing without him. But the point is, yeah, he's just disrespectful. And then we had one other lady called, I forgot her name, but I know she didn't really like me in it because, like I said, I wasn't the greatest student, but. I wasn't yeah. bad. Like, I wasn't. I wasn't out here cussing people out. I just used to chat. You get me? Like, yeah. So she's sitting in the back, and she was just always angry. But I just feel like she was a bit. She's a good teacher. I'm not gonna take that yeah. away from her. She's boring in it. I'm just saying that. But as for the other black teachers, all the all the teachers I actually got on with, there were yeah. white men who were married to black women, and always feel like they needed to assert the fact that they were married to black women. Every time they have a conversation with them, it's like my wife's black or my wife's African. Do you understand? Yeah, and they just want to get in with the in crowd. Doing that, my maths teacher was married to a black man as well. When when she decided to tell us that, I was just like, okay, I don't know why you're telling they me this. <laughs> <laughs> she was lovely though, Miss Fit. She was lovely though. No, I liked my one. Mr. Fit was hilarious because when we used to do like cook ups, you know, in pretext, so he's just like yeah, and everything. So he used to come in and it. <laughs> One time, I was like, was eating the food. He's like eating off the plate with his hands. He's like, Fiona, look, look, look. And I was like, Wow. What do you want to do? Like, you're eating with your hands. And so what? <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, the importance of black teachers, like, they're, they're important. Cool. They're important. I'm, I'm so happy, Dunstan, that you had not only just black teachers but you had Sierra Leonean teachers as well do you know do you know one thing I've realized as well yeah there's something about someone comforting you in a language that you understand besides English yeah I don't yeah. know what it is but I can imagine a Sierra Leonean auntie just really letting me know listen you've got this everything's gonna be okay I can imagine the comfort mm -hmm. that you must have felt behind that Dunstan like no, was, I mean, I know people are like, oh, yeah, when, when aunties say, oh, shit, it doesn't, it doesn't really hit, like, as much as they think it does, but those times it did, because it was like, I didn't have anyone looking at me like, what's wrong with you, kind of thing, it was just someone that, like, totally understood what was going on, broke it down, it's like, it'll be all right, and I was like, yeah, it will be, and it, and it has been, like, here I am, so... Yeah, man. Shout out to them too. Shout out to them. This is why, you know, that's why I, I do love South for that, like, because there's so many Solonians there. Because now I think about it, it's actually not that much of a surprise. So, uh, honestly, that's that's lit. But moving on, guys. So now we're in this, we're in this, you know, it's really blackity black right now, basically. Blackity yeah? black. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. What are your What are your opinions on just black ownership? Yesterday was Black Pound Day. Like, how did you, you know, spend your money? Don't mind me asking. How, yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Dunstan? I, I love it. I'm here for it. Um, I think, you know what, it's weird. I feel like I've always been about it, but now it's more so, like, in my face. And I just love it. And it's everyone, you know. It's not like, there's no, I mean, obviously you get the people that are, oh, this won't last or whatever. But there's more, I've seen more positive than I've seen negative. And like Black Panda yesterday, I was literally like, rah, there's a black business for this. There's a black business for that too. Okay. Mm. Like bookmarking, because I was like, I'm not trying to spend way too much money, but you know, next time, next yeah. day, <laughs> for sure. But you know, I bought, I bought some black owned um, beard products. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to test these out, see what happens with those. Um, and then food as well. There's, there's so much stuff. There's actually so much stuff. It's amazing. And I feel like now people are going to think, wait, let me look if it's black owned, if there's a black owned business that has it. And if there isn't, all right, cool, I'll go to like the standard, you yeah. know, or whatever. But we'll check first to make sure that we can keep it within the community. And I think that's so amazing because it's, you know, as well as, like, like we said earlier, as well as spending, it's like about health, awareness, mental health, all of that. Like, I feel like we're all trying to take this on like obviously I did a master's well not obviously I did a master's in public health and my dissertation question was about yes. um was about like attitudes to blood donation amongst South Londoners 
and it was kind of like our people like our communities whatever our age group and it was like they were all kind of like understanding of the change that's happening in terms of like there's more awareness there's more people talking about it. we're speaking about mental health we're speaking about depression we're speaking about um things that really affect our pregnancy that kind of thing and it's like this is new with us because I feel like the older generation they were like oh no don't talk about it um don't mention it let's you know it will get better god is with you like i'm not saying those those things aren't true but with us there's more of a we're all for each other like, let's let's spread this awareness like people say you know just click to retweet it's simple like the amount of people that i've seen get business from just retweeting them or like communications and stuff like that like i just yeah i'm 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 an optimist in that like i'm excited for what we can do and even the stuff with like um khadija as well like oh. i don't think i would have ever heard about it normally if that makes media. sense like or like my mum would say in passing like oh there was this girl that happened like something happened but like now it's on social media we're all aware we're trying to do our bit and it's just as sad as it is like all this stuff is happening i'm still positive in that what we're trying to make a change to do better so yeah man I yeah it. i think this time just feels different this season that we're in, it, it feels so different. It doesn't feel like, you know, before where, you know, everyone would just be talking, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start black businesses. Oh my God. Like now really feels like everyone's trying to make a change. Everyone's really trying to put their money where their mouth is literally. So um, for me, yesterday was really empowering. Um, I'm hoping that this can eventually be a thing where we can do this all the time. You know, right now, you know, baby steps, you know, this is a, this is a big step as it is. Because when I first heard about it, I was just thinking, okay, but are people going to actually do it? I saw so many people plugging their businesses, people actually buying the product. So that was just amazing to see. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping for more. Right now, I think it's like a once a month thing. But yeah, eventually, eventually. It doesn't have to be. Like, that's the thing. It doesn't have to be like. I know, you know, there's dedicated day once a month, but like, you know, today have a look at like lists yeah. that you might have missed. There's still people retweeting stuff. Buy it, buy when you can, when you get paid. Not everyone gets paid at the same time. Just keep it going, man. It's a good thing. It's a good and it's not thing. even just about like finding, I don't know, a clothing store online, like your local black owned hair shop or go find a black owned hair shop. You're putting money into that business. Find the, um, I've got a, corner shop that's black owned up the road that opened recently i go there and i can make it a thing to go there do you know what i mean so yeah guys like this is good and i like that we're all wearing black i really do like, this was, <laughs> this a plan, was but... good <laughs> it was really bad <laughs> but um yeah i think this fiona have you got anything to say you good yeah because right, cool. then I'm good, good. Like, I ain't got nothing to say. Yeah, okay, yeah good, now good, good, for good. Black Pound Day is good. Everybody be plugging businesses. And like Donaldson said, don't just wait till the yeah. next week. Just buy what you need when you need it. Because I went, I, I didn't spend money yesterday because I didn't have any money to spend. Mm. But when I do need something, do you know what I mean? Like just little things like clothes or like you know, yeah. like it even like because like yeah? we we do the, a lot of the herbal stuff. You get it? Like usually I just buy it off like Amazon. Oh, I'm gonna go look for people, black people that do it anyway, because I'll probably trust it a bit better anyway. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, exactly. We need to change the culture of like, not like our like black man. I don't want anything to do with that black man business or that kind of thing. We need to change that mentality. Like, be appreciative and love our businesses. They, they, they don't do well. Yeah. Just be honest and be like, listen, this is what happened. Change it up fix it i will say this though just on that topic not to be a negative nancy but you know like if you if you're a person a black person and you are not reaping the benefits of these things maybe look into your customer service because that is something that needs to get worked on yeah i mean for me yeah we're gonna gonna wrap up soon just quickly like i think every every business has their own like i feel like what boohoo pretty little thing what, what are they call Hermes? Hermes? Is that how you pronounce it? Um, the delivery t- service. Hermes. Hermes. Jeez. How, how am I saying it? Hermes. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's Hermes. Hermes. Oh, okay. Hermes, man. I'm joking. So, wait, am I saying it right then, Dustin? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, That's Hermes. All right, hopefully, I'm saying it right, but the delivery service, Hermes, yeah. Like, Hermes. Anyways, they are getting cussed out 
all the time on this TL or just in general. So I, I used to be, you know, pretty much like hard on black business. Like, Come on, guys, do you know, like service and whatever. But when you deep it, a lot of businesses in general, they have their good and their bad sides. We need to kind of stop putting so much pressure on our black businesses. And I feel like if we're going to correct, which we're entitled to do, we're putting money in their businesses, let's do it with love. Please. I think what I'm saying though, in that sense, I'm not disputing. Unless they're really taking the piss. No, no, but when I'm I'm calling them out, I'm not disputing what you're saying at all. I'm calling out the ones that are blatant. You go on the TL and you'll see people pay deposit and not get their deposit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Not like, oh, this person didn't receive their thingy thingy. Like, not like that. I mean, straight out flat disrespectful. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Because really and truly, yeah, you're right. These other companies do mess up but they ain't out here writing up emails and that cussing your mum and that i'm not saying like they don't have their bad times i'm just saying yeah. like, they'll rather just not address the issue whereas yeah, some right, some right, black yeah. businesses just step straight out of line period mm. do you understand yeah it's, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a bad habit so yeah Very a lot of these habit. a lot of black businesses just you know do your due diligence and just you know just Work on your, on your craft, customer service. Like it's it's important. That's how people are gonna buy into you when they see that you know you're actually polite and you know you you produce good service. And even if you can't, you're honest. You people know? remember a bad review more than they remember a good one. That's what you should remember. No yeah. one's saying you're not gonna have a bad review, but to what extent will it be? So exactly. if you're a business and how will you rectify you're having, it? If you're a business owner, and you're having issues. And this is like if you're is think about the fact that okay, cool, you've had a mistake rectify the mistake and be apologetic about it don't go forward to go and do bad things because no matter how many or hundreds of thousands of people that say good things about you that one review is going to mess you up so just remember that that's all i'm saying makes sense but yeah actually yeah sorry no no, no. i feel like i was about to cut you off you're right no 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 i was was agreeing yeah but yeah like yeah it's been a really informative episode like really really happy we had this conversation long overdue like from when from when we followed you i knew we were gonna have you on the podcast so like i'm I'm just happy that you was able to come on and i'm very sure that everyone that's listening has learned something today not only just about you know sickle cell but also about you know racism and loads of these systems and you know just the importance of just you know loving each other you know and really knowing how to deal with stuff like sickle cell and understanding what it is and how we can help but yeah, guys, give blood, please. We're going to leave a link underneath this. Give blood, give blood. But yeah, oh. so this leads us. What was up? Did you know a question come in my head? A really, really, really good one. I don't know if we could quickly squeeze it in. Do it, go on. Dunstan, if you're around mm-hmm. somebody that, you know, if you're a person that has crisis, say I'm around someone that has a crisis and I'm not too sure of what to do, what can mm. I do to help in that moment? That's a good That's question. That's a good question, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it just came to me because I was just thinking, yeah. you know, this is probably something we should, yeah, address. So it's unique to everyone. I mean, I'll be honest, like, some people, when they have a crisis, it's like, just, just leave me alone. Like, I'm not trying to hear questions and questions, whatever. But some people appreciate just having someone around. I think for me, like, personally, for me, um, just making sure I've got, like, everything I need, so water, medication, I'm comfortable, um, and just being there because I'm not really going to be talkative but like it's nice I appreciate that you're there kind of thing mm-hmm. um but yeah I think that's pretty much it because I mean the pain is so internal it's like there isn't much that can be done but if you've got like the rub as well like or the abeniki all of that stuff okay. you know offer, okay. offer okay. like a massage or whatever um hot water bottle water medication yeah that's about it but other than that ask it just ask like what can I do because it's unique to everyone. But for me, I think those are the things that I appreciate. All right. Thank you. No, thank you. No, that was needed. That was actually needed. But yeah, this brings us to our Big Up You, the segment where we just shout out a Solonian business. And today's Big Up You goes to MK Therapy. So MK Therapy is a thoughts thoughts. Thoughts, Jesus. Thoughts, therapy. Thoughts. <laughs> therapy. And um, 
yeah, she does sports therapy and she does massages as well. So guys, make sure you check her out. She also happens to be my business partner in Cocktails and Vibes. So yeah, let me just get up her um her Instagram. Yeah, so she's a mobile sports therapist. Um, she offers genuine, true advice in order to give you the best treatment. So guys, make sure you check them out. Um, I think they're not currently um, doing any services, but they'll be back very, very soon, seeing as all of the um, lockdown restrictions are being lifted. So yeah, that brings us to the end of our episode. Yes! Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. No, oh, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, um, guys, make sure that you're following us on Instagram, on Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. We're giving you consistent content. We're with you literally every Thursday at six o'clock. New episode comes out. So yeah, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Make sure that you're listening to us on every streaming site, digital platforms. We're on it. Spotify, Apple, all of them ting there. But yeah, I'm Aisha. I'm Fiona and Dunstan. Do you want to plug your socials as well? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, at dd underscore Dunstan um, for everything, but I'm sure you put it in the description. And yeah, if you have any questions about blood donation, sickle cell, how can I help? Whatever, just just message me. I'm happy to answer any questions. And also, oh, and also, really interestingly, if anyone in Sierra Leone is going for it, get at me. Um, I'm trying to do something. Like that. Perfect. So make sure you're doing that, guys. But yeah, Ashon, take us all in. But yeah, we are going to be with you Thursday at six o'clock. So yeah, bye, guys. Peace out.